we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show Clitorati, we have a very exciting guest today. Something that the three of us have all experienced after 200 plus episodes of Clit Talk is that your body reveals truths to you when whether you're ready to hear it or not. Repressed memories and unconscious blocks find their way to the surface when you tap into your sexual energy. The most potent manifestation energy there is. So our guest today helps people release unconscious blocks so they can go from that stuck form of energy. You may know her from several best-selling books, such as Chronic Pleasure and Use the Law of Attraction to Transmute Fatigue and Pain into Vibrant Energy. Her work has been endorsed by Deepak Chopra and many more. Please welcome to the studio, Karen Lore. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Oh, we're so excited to have you here today. And when when I saw that you just did Deepak Chopra, I was like, that's like a bucket list thing. How was that experience for you? Just real quick. You know, it was really lovely. Uh, I've known Deepak just coincidentally. I didn't even, it was just like magical how we met. And then I've become friends with him and his family. And, you know, I've been to his daughter's wedding in India. So I've known him for a while. Oh, wow. But he knew me when I was really sick. He knew me when I was really... Uh, depressed. And now he, I thought of him on a Wednesday, the next day he texted me. We didn't, we talk like via text, maybe every six months. And he texted me the next day and said, are you still living in pure positive love? And I said, I am. And he said, do you want to be on my show? And I said, I do. And so that was how it happened. It was effortless and Oh my God, I love that. That's how I'm going to book people for this show moving forward. Are you living in pure positive love? Great, come on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like in presence. I think that's what he actually said. Oh my God, that's so amazing. You know, I actually went to a wedding in India one time. The crazy thing about Indian weddings is they're like seven days long. It's like the, it's like the, they're like the most incredible thing. So, but we're not here to talk about Deepak. We're here to talk about you today. So let's, let's jump right in. 
In a nutshell, can you tell us what has made you so passionate about the work that you're doing and a little bit about the work that you're doing? I lost everything because I didn't understand some things, because I had some real um, traumas that had impacted me in a big way, because I had chronic pain and all this stuff. And I lost this man that I adored. I lost my acting career. I lost my health. I lost my sanity. And it all happened because I didn't understand some of the things that I now understand so clearly. And so now I have this spectacular health. I don't have any of the diseases I had. I've cured everything. I don't have any emotional stress anymore. I've cured it all. I've I've cleared all the subconscious blocks I've had that I'm aware of. I'm sure there might be still more, but I've cleared so many that I literally just walk around in a state of love all the time and relaxation and pleasure. (laughs) And so I've seen how so many people suffer needlessly because they don't have this clarity. And so they're going to all these professionals who are supposed to help them, but the professionals professionals don't have the clarity that it really takes to unlock people so that they can have that freedom, that inner freedom that lights them up and that guides them in every moment. That's amazing. Wow. What a what a what an incredible story and an incredible journey. So one of the things that that's been really pivotal about your story that you share about really openly is that you've been you've been sober for 36 years and something that our listeners have expressed desires around is need, is is not needing extra substances to be able to loosen up and get turned on right i think that's something that i can definitely relate to can you share some wisdom or advice to our listeners who are seeking more of like authentic confidence and intimacy without liquid or other sort of like substance courage? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if somebody is looking for drugs, they usually look for the connection. They're looking for somebody who has the drugs or the drink or whatever that's going to bring them what they want. And that's called the connection. But I really think what people are really looking for is authentic, real, deep, relaxed, no thought connection. And by no thought, I mean heart-centered, pleasure-centered, body-centered connection. Mm -hmm. And when people get that, the need for that external connection falls away and they start to tap in to this capacity to connect in every moment, it it takes practice and it takes unlocking a lot of those programmings that we've been brought up to believe. You know, when you think mm-hmm. about sex, most people learn about sex hidden in a bathroom or hidden under the bed covers, you know, in in a five minute thing before mom comes in, right? You know, so it's not this, it's not a, a place where people learn about connection, where people learn how to be still and present and full of love. It's kind of the opposite. It's a rush. It's a hidden, it's a scared, you know, there's all this kind of programming that most people have where they're, you know, on the verge of getting caught or getting in trouble or they got in trouble. You know, they had their hands, you know, little kid playing with themselves. And next thing you know, somebody's yanking your hand out of your pants, Mm, yelling at you. And that kind of trauma gets stuck in the nervous system unless you know how to unlock it. Mm. that's why people look for something outside of them 
to shift their physiology, but there's ways to do it that you can shift your physiology right here and now. Mm-hmm. And and what are do you like? What are some of your favorite ways to do that inside of sobriety? If you have, do you have a couple of couple of tips? Oh, for so us? many. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, so let's say I wanted to um, focus on something I appreciate, and I like to write, so I often will write it. Let's say I'm writing about what do I what do I appreciate about my body? Well. I appreciate that my hair has gotten thicker. My eyesight has improved. My skin has gotten clearer. My wrinkles have gone away. I have more physical energy. I sleep better than I've ever slept in my entire life. And now as I'm writing it, I feel a shift in my physiology. I feel the formation of tears. I don't, I'm not actually crying, but I can feel that right there. My heart feels opened up. I can feel my voice feels a little deeper. Just from having thought about those things of what I appreciate. It doesn't have to be appreciation, but you can start, if you start to recognize how what you're thinking about shifts your breathing, shifts your emotions, and then shifts the sensations you feel in your body, you start to see that you have power over your physiology. It takes practice, it takes discernment, but when you recognize it, you start to get a dominion over your own physiology where you can be in this place of spectacular health, spectacular energy, chronic pleasure, which is the name of my books and my podcast. And it's just, a, it's a different way of living. Um, it's just a totally mm-hmm. different way of living. And I'm so thankful. I, I used to suffer all the time. I used to be depressed. I used to be on all these meds for depression. I used to be suicidal. And now that's mm. gone. And I have this incredible lightness of being. I have this joy, this freedom, this presence that makes everything feel relaxed and easy. Hmm. Yeah. I I mean, lo- I, oh. Yeah. I mean, you can really see that in your being. You're like the embodiment of chronic pleasure. <laughs> if there is one, um, it's you. And so something about me, I am in an ethical non-monogamous marriage, or you could call it a polyamorous marriage. The words I just, you know, can change. But um, definitely something I've noticed in the play community is that there's a lot of use of substances during um, sexy parties. And I've noticed for myself, and I, I think that, you know, of course, our episode with you is this week. And the last two weeks, I've had this little thought in my head of like, I think I want to start playing sober. Specifically, I think I want to keep playing sober because what's been showing up is it just feels like it's taking away from the connection. Um, when really like what you said was so potent, it's like when we go for something external, it's connection we're really seeking. So um, in have you worked with um, anyone in the poly community that you could speak to? Have you worked with anyone in the poly community? Let's just start there. <laughs> I actually have. I'm not personally in the poly community myself. Right, I love right. monogamy. But I have worked with just a couple people that are in the poly community. And I, I would say that I'm sex positive, meaning I appreciate and adore everybody's sexual preferences. Yeah. You know, whatever anybody likes. That's great. I did have a, a client who wanted to be um, in a polyamorous relationship with women, and it was a man, 
And I helped him do that. And so he has now, from when I last talked to him, uh, we've, he called me up just to tell me, I can't believe it, but it's all happening, you know, the way he wanted it. And so he has these three women and he's in this great connection. But but I don't think it's, I don't think it's unique to the polyamorous um, or the play community. I think that a lot of people think that they need a glass of wine or they need a toke of something or they need something in order to be present. They think that when you're high, you're going to be more present, but that's actually the opposite. In fact, I find when people are on some sort of drug, they're much less capable of connecting, even if it's just two beers, you know, it's, they're just not as capable of connecting. And so what I found, so when I was talking about how a lot of people learn about sex, they learn about it fast, you know, it's hidden, it's secret and it's fast before, you know, mom or dad or brother or whoever it is comes in. So my practice has been to slow down mm-hmm. and I do a practice with myself or with, um, people, men, where they touch me, I want to call it, this is what I call the no movement movement. And where I'm moving not, this is the action that it would look like if it was in a big movement, but it's not this movement. It's using intention. So now you guys probably cannot see that my fingers, I can feel a great sense, I'm going to start to get high, a huge sensation between my fingers where they're moving but it's just with my intention. I'm not doing it with action. So you're not you're not touching your so anyone can watch this on YouTube. So you're not actually touching your fingers right now. And my fingers are touching, but I'm not physically, let me put them this way. So this is what it would look like where I'm moving back and forth, right? Yeah. That's an action. What I'm doing is I'm intending that back and forth movement, but mm. I'm not moving my muscles. My fingers are touching but I'm not moving them. I'm letting the energy move them. Mm. When I touch myself this way or when I get touched in this way, whether it's sexually or even you know on my knee, even just with my two fingers, I get dropped into this place where I'm almost, I feel very high. I feel super relaxed. And I feel super present to the sensation. So that's one thing that I would suggest that people do. But I also think what a lot of people do is they will touch the other person or they'll touch themselves to get a result. Mm. Like a climax, let's say. Versus touching to perceive the sensation in your finger or in your mouth or in your pussy or your cock or whatever the part of the body is. Touching to feel versus touching to create an experience for someone else, not in a selfish way, but it's sharing that incredible sensation that happens when two people are really present and where something's moving with intention versus the way we were trained, which is kind of external action. Okay, so for anyone who can't see us, we're like <laughs> we're just lightly, lightly touching the tips of our, you know, our our thumb and our our pointer finger together, and and I under like I'm experiencing this with you because I can see you. <laughs> and how would this translate into a partnership dynamic? Like, what would be an example of me touching my two fingers in real life with someone else? Like, what would that look like? So let's say someone was going to, let's say you do this as a practice, not as sex, but as a sexual practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So let's say it was a man touching a woman or two women touching or a man and two men touching, whatever. But you take some part of the sexual organ, so it could be the lips or it could be, let's say, the balls, and you put your fingers, so let's say, let's say here's my lip, which is, I'm just putting out my index finger and I've just got my two fingers on the other side. Now, I'm not trying to move the, the fingers. I'm using intention to bring energy into the area, let's say, of the lips or let's say the, the tissue around the, the balls. And when you say intention, you're talking about like with your mind, like you're focusing your, your thoughts towards this area of the body. I am, and I'm also perceiving what, what feels to me like my pulse. Mm. So my pulse in itself on each finger, the pulse in the thumb and the pulse in the forefinger, and then the pulse, let's say, in the pussy lips or in the scrotum, that pulse, if I can feel it with my fingers, now I've tapped in to the gentle massage that our hearts are meaning to give to our bodies with every heartbeat. But I've also tapped in to that finer attunement to that to my body or to that person's body. And so it becomes this intention and there has to be a dialogue. What I've found is that a lot of women and maybe this is different in this community, but a lot of women from my experience don't know what they want. So they mm-hmm. can't articulate it. A man will say, just tell me what you want, you know, and the man wants to the man wants to make the woman happy and the woman won't know what they want. And so for me, one of the things I teach my clients is to start practicing touching yourself in a super present way so that you can discern what you want, what feels good. Do you want it to go faster? Do you want more pressure, less pressure? Do you want it to be lighter? Do you want it to be, um, like you want the fingers warmer? Do you want lube? Do you want no lube? Do you want, what you know, like what do you want? Do you want it to the left? Do you want it to the right? Do you want it deeper? Do you want it softer? Um, There's so many different ways to discern the sensations. And so to me, this the practice I would suggest is that you start touching the other person and then the other person expresses what they're perceiving and you express what you're perceiving. So you become in this communication of, and, and sometimes you can't talk because it's too sensational. Yeah. But yeah. when you can talk, not intellectually, but like, oh, I feel the pulse of your fingers in my lips. Yeah, it's, this is such a, a fan. I, I'd actually, something came over me, maybe the, 200 episodes of Clip Talk will get done, but I was with my partner the other night and he was expressing to me that he wasn't really turned on. I said, well, then can I just be in a central space with you and lightly touch my fingers all over your body with no expectations? And he like, like, and I just did it for him. And, you know, I like, I like crystals. I use some crystals. I did some like healing on him. And, and he had expressed like, no, it had never allowed him to be in sort of that central space without any expectation. And it goes both ways. It's not, it's not a gendered conversation. This was just my experience. Um, and so I think that's such a powerful, powerful thing for people to, to get Karen and what you're saying. That's really incredible. I have another question for you though. So I think, I think another thing, and I think you're kind of touching on it that, you know, going back to the substances, a lot of times I will personally use a glass of wine or something to get out of my head. Do you have any mindfulness practices that help people get out of their head and into, into presence, right? Like, or is it the same thing? Is it just like 
practicing that muscle of touching? Is it the same exercise that fulfills that as well? It's as well. it's very it's very similar. And here's how here's how you can get into your like I would rather have body fullness, pussy fullness. And the way you get that is you really feel. It's a, it's a sensational, it's a visceral capacity to feel. A lot of women have a dullness or a, a numbness mm. from you know being pounded unconsciously. One of the things that I notice is if somebody's touching me or or if I'm touching myself, if if they're present, if they're feeling in their finger. It's so sensational that it's it blows my mind for like af- even after like three seconds. I'm like, whoa, it's so incredible. If they're thinking about, you know, got to fix the oil in the car, it's like they're, it's, it's empty. Mm. Mm. And so that thing, you know, the thing in the head, one of the things I would do before I even go to have sex is think about as if I would already be having this, you know, sex feels really beautiful. It feels super erotic. It feels super sensual. I put it in as if I already have it. It feels like real love. It feels like we've merged into each other. It feels so erotic. It feels so incredible. And I would write that beforehand so that I'm attuned, whatever it is that you're wanting, so that I'm attuned to that, to to witnessing that in the moment, not looking for it from my head, feeling for it in my body. Mm. So you're, so you're so what I'm hearing you say is just like to get out of your head it's to get into your body and to get into your body is to get present. That's why I did that practice just a little earlier when I was saying you want to look at let's say you're writing about something that you appreciate and then when you start to perceive a shift in your physiology make a note of it. Appreciate that shift. Yeah. I also hear you like giving us a tool to be mindful and open to receive, like getting into a mind state so that we can actually receive. Say that one more time, Katie. Can you, can you repeat yourself one more yeah. time? Yeah. So I, I, what I'm hearing is you are getting us present, right? But it's in a mindset to receive. And that's really something that a lot of women that we work with struggle with. Like not only not asking for what they want or not knowing what they desire, but even being open to receive pleasure from themselves or their partner. Yes. It's such a huge issue in the world where women are taught to give, 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 give. But the reality is a woman's power comes from receiving. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. And the more that you can practice relaxing and letting yourself receive, you will feel more healthy. You'll sleep better. You'll be a better parent, a better spouse, a better friend, a better worker. Money, more money comes. I mean, it's an incredible thing to just actually let yourself learn to receive. And part of receiving is recognizing that when you're giving, you're giving from an infinite supply before you, before it comes out. Mm, so I love that. I love that. So I work with people. I coach people. I don't coach people. My, that supply, that love flows through me. I don't have to do it. So I'm receiving that love. Then it, I shine it out. I share it. But I'm not. I'm not 
using it from myself. Even in this conversation, I'm not, I'm the, I'm the conduit, I'm the channel. And, and I'm receiving the guidance of what to say in this moment. So I'm not, there's no effort to it. It's all about receiving. And this is something that when women learn how to get lazy in the healthy way, to stop doing everything, to let other people support them, it's, it's so healthy. And you, you literally become, you know, lighter and literally like the kids are happier, the husband's happier, the, the partner's happier. You know, if you look at men, they want to provide for women. They want to make women happier. I mean, it's just so beautiful. And they're so thoughtful and generous and kind when they're allowed to do that. And a lot, what a lot of women will do and what I used to do is, oh no, I can do that. Mm. Right. You don't have to do right. that. I can do that. But there's something when a man can do that. I had a hand injury. I couldn't open my pickle jars or my ghee jars for uh, three years. I just got able to do it. It's very exciting. I can now do it. But for three years, I had to wait till a man came over and could open my jars for me. And um, they loved it. I mean, it was just, it doesn't matter who it was, you know, the mm. gardener, the FedEx guy, or a date. It didn't matter who it was. It was, they were able to do something that I, at that time, couldn't do. My hands still had to get stronger. And that ability to receive is so key, but it's not just for women. Because if a man is able to receive Again, from the infinite first, he'll want to be generous. He'll want to be kind. He'll want to be supportive. And, and then if the woman lets it in and then receives that feeling of appreciation and expresses it, now he's receiving appreciation. She's receiving that feeling of appreciation. And it's this beautiful loop that can happen where everybody's receiving and everybody's automatically giving with no effort. There's not, yeah. it's not a reciprocal thing of obligation. It's an organic thing that happens. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really funny when you talk about giving and receiving and I'll just share like a really quick story. I participated in like a seminar one time and the seminar leader blew me away, like changed my life. And I was so excited to introduce my parents to her and to introduce my, you know, the people that made such a huge difference for me. And, um, and so I went over to her and I went to go introduce myself to her and thank her, right? Like I thought I was going to be giving. The way that she received my acknowledgement, she said, no, thank you for allowing me to be in this space. I don't, I don't know exactly the words that she said, but it was the way that she received my giving literally altered my life. It was like, the, it was like I had gotten so much out of the seminar and then just her interaction with me changed my life even more outside of it. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer. And so I was like, I am going to create that space whenever anybody comes up to me after a show because the way she made me feel was like I was on top of the moon. So there's this funny symbiotic thing with giving and receiving. Like the more you give, the more you receive. And that was the most tangible result in my life that I'd ever truly experienced that. And so I just, I, I love what you're saying so much. It's, it's, it's an infinite amount of, there's an infinite amount to give in this world. And I, I truly do believe and that. And to I receive. That. Yeah. And to receive. Yeah. And it has to be an organic balance. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then so and that, and that's something I totally, in my relationship, 
Um, I've been with my partner for seven years and something that I would get really called out for was how like there was, he just would say, I feel like you're giving to get. And I'd be like, but I'm not. It was a blind Mm. spot though. I didn't even know that I was doing that. I'm like, no, no, I'm really just authentically giving to you. And he was like, but no, I can feel it in my, in like the energy field and no. Um, So let's look at that. It was an invitation and it's been profound to really, to really check in with, have I given to myself first? Yeah. Yeah. And if you are ever doing anything to get, it throws off the energy. Whereas if you do it because it feels, if you give because it feels so good to give, I mean, I love cooking. So I, I, I love to cook for people. It makes me happy. So that doesn't feel like it's any effort to me and people love it. And it feels like this beautiful relaxation. I don't do it. If somebody said to me, I need you to cook for me, I I'd probably would say, well, thank you, but no, thank you. You know, I wouldn't, you know, unless it was somebody I was I already had that buildup where I'd already received a lot. It's not, it's so interesting, but I, I'm do you have, if for me, I only do something out of joy. And then what happens is the action, whether it's cooking or whatever it is that you're doing, touching someone, it comes out of this. For me, action is the dessert that my appreciation or my joy created and my my action rides on that sort of magic carpet ride of the emotion of having received what I needed that then allows the, the action to come out. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not a, I don't do it out of, I don't do anything out of obligation. I don't do anything out of even reciprocation because that has a, an air of obligation to it. You know, he did this, I have to do this. No, it's a free joy. It's a joy that if I feel that joy, then I want to do something and I do it. Mm, that's so beautifully said. So I want to make sure, so this is a perfect segue. This is such a juicy conversation. You're so, And you have such a meditative presence, Karen. I have to say, I, I, I'm personally in a meditative state, just being around you. It's so amazing. Um, and I love, love, love the name of your book, chronic pleasure, right? We, we hear the, we heard that we hear the word chronic use so many, like chronic pain, chronic fatigue, blah, blah, blah. So let's, let's dive in. Tell us about your book, the inspiration, a little bit about what our, our listeners can find inside of this book and why everybody should read it. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute. Well, um, this is my first book. It's called chronic pleasure. Wait, there it is. And Chronic Pleasure, um, it's endorsed by Deepak Chopra and Bruce Lipton and a lot of really wonderful people. So Chronic Pleasure, I wrote it actually because that injury I had on my hand, I accidentally severed uh, three tendons on the back of my hand. I couldn't use my hand. And what was so shocking is that I'd been in a state of what I called chronic pleasure for years, but when I had that accident, I actually did not have any pain. Mm -hmm. I had to get surgery. I didn't have any pain. I went to physical therapy. They said on a scale of one to 10, what level is your pain? And I said, what pain? And then they worked on me in physical therapy for 10 months and I never got any pain. But I saw everybody in physical therapy suffering. So this book is what was the way that I created my capacity. Oh, that's the back of it. This book is the way that I created my capacity to not... I wouldn't say I don't experience pain, but pain for me now is like a move to the left, watch for that coffee table, watch for that sharp edge, watch for that fire, move. 
but it's never going to be that incessant alarm like it had been for my whole life. So that's why I wrote the first book. Um, can I share about my second book? Oh, and yeah, people will learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The second yeah. book is called um, Effortless Enchantment. And this is a book about, um, I had, my hair was lighter before. <laughs> that is me with light hair. Um, and this is a book that was a memoir. Uh, I'm, I'm an actress and I've been in over a thousand hours of television and film and I've had an experienced crazy, exciting life. So that book was sort of a request from a lot of people, ah. you know, who <laughs> the wanted behind to understand. The scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes. And this last book is called Chronic Pleasure in Relationships. Mm. And this book is um, the book I wrote because my relationships transformed so dramatically when I started to apply some principles. And I was actually with a girl who was like, she was like Miss Universe and she was young and beautiful and we were out to go to dinner. And she said, I can't meet any quality men. She said, men are just so superficial and so terrible. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I meet so many quality men. And so I had this conversation with her and I'm listening and I thought, people need to know how to elicit the best from men. Mm. That's what this that book is, how to elicit the best from men and it's or, or inspire the best in men. And it's really a book about, although men like it too, but it's a book about how to get to understand who you are as a woman, how to let go of a lot of that old training and trauma and how to recognize men, how to be safe with men and be open-hearted at the same time, how to be authentic, how to have connection. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's what I want. This is the book that I need to read because I, this is the book that I need to read. I've gotten some, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I, feel, yeah. I, I really, I, I, thank you for the work that you do, Karen, um, so much. Um, Definitely want to hit you up to get a copy of that <laughs> and put that on our resource list for our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass because I think Absolutely. so many women can relate to not eliciting the desired response from the opposite, uh, from a person that they're pursuing sexual interest in. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, absolutely. it's powerful and the principles apply in all sorts of ways. So for example, my name is Karen and there's a whole Karen issue going on in the world. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Right, I know. I'm supposed to speak for a group of Karens who are really <laughs> suffering because people are judging them for their That's names. That's so messed up. I didn't. I did not. That it. Wow. Oh my god. But what's god. interesting is the same principles that are in this uh, chronic pleasure in relationships book. The same principles in this book work that so that every single person that I meet, they're just so connected with me, and we have a deep connection it, yeah. and nobody even yeah. thinks about my name just like you didn't right and so that's something that is I think needed so much in the world doesn't matter whether you're a Karen or a Brandon or a whatever you know a Becky I think there's different things right who can, I don't know what they are really but I will say that when you apply these principles you can elicit the best from customer service from uh, you know your neighbors from dogs and cats yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, mean, I think, I think your message is so, it's never been a pro more profound moment where it's needed more. And just as I said before, you know, your authenticity in the way that you speak and your commitment behind this is palpable and it's beautiful. And we will definitely 
be recommending your books to our listeners. I'm excited to read them. <laughs> and just who you are for this pleasure positive movement is is you're you're such a, a much needed thought leader in this. And it was our absolute pleasure to have you here today and to be in this space with you. You're so incredible. And thank you so much for taking time out to be with us. Could you please um, share with our listeners the best way for them to buy your books, connect with you? If they want to work with you as a coach, how do people connect to you? Well, the best thing that you can do to get the books for free is you can go to, I mean, they're, they're on Amazon and everywhere that books are sold, but I'm happy. This has been so beautiful and so fun. I'd love for people to get the, at least the digital copies for free. You can go to Chronic Pleasure Book dot com chronic pleasure com and I'll put that in the link somewhere and also um, my information my contact information is in the back of all the books so you can go to that one link and you can find anything and you can my names are on the book so you can find me that way I have a podcast called chronic pleasure podcast and you can get that it's on all the podcast places on amazing, Amazon amazing. and our podcast sister <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah so that's how i would suggest that they do that amazing karen thank you so much for being here with us today we love you so so much and um yeah is there anything else you girls want to say i think it was really great i think you know this is really going to speak to a lot of our clitorati yeah mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you so much. Absolutely. Just thank you so much for being here. And I and I just feel so um, held by you guys mm-hmm. and so much appreciation for you. And, and you, you know, you're so present yourselves and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like what you're doing is so valuable and important. And I felt really honored to be here. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh. I needed to hear that today. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. The only, yeah. the only thing I think there is to say is, you're so incredible. I I loved our conversations on the phone. I I wish we could have did this this could have done this episode sooner. And the message came at the perfect time in our lives. Yeah. So really looking forward to more collaborations. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that just fell it. out of her mouth. All right. So Clitorati, with that, I hope you enjoyed our episode with Karen, and we are going to see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.